If you got your Bible, let's look at that scripture that um, they, they talked about at the end there, uh, Isaiah. They'll put that on the screen for us. I don't plan on taking a lot of time, but uh, I do want to talk about why we're doing all this, what this is about. In uh, Isaiah 9, they, uh, the children quoted it just a moment ago, verse 6. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Given. The Son uh, of God is a gift. A gift. A Son is given. And it talks about uh, who He is and what He is. He's, uh, he's not a child any longer. <coughs> he was born. He grew up. He uh, walked the earth, he preached and taught, ministered healing, deliverance, and he went to the cross, and he paid the price, and was resurrected, and caught up to heaven, and the scripture says, he's coming again, he's coming back, praise God, Uh, how wonderful is that, Uh, 2 Corinthians 9.15 You don't have to turn there, but they'll put it up for us. 2 Corinthians 9.15 says, Now uh, thanks be to God for His unspeakable gift. The Amplified says it like this. Now thanks be to God for His gift. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for the gift. His gift, precious beyond telling, His indescribable, inexpressible, free gift. The gift God has given us in His Son, uh, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, the Scripture said. Uh, Jesus did, you know, Joseph, as they sang, was was the earthly father, but he, He did not father Jesus physically. Uh, He was uh, born, Jesus was born without a heavenly father. He he was born, the Bible said the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and by divine power she conceived. Now, if you don't believe that, that's bad for you. You say, well, does it, you know, does it really matter that I actually believe that there was a virgin birth? Yeah, yeah, you, you can't be saved without it. Do I have to believe that there was a literal, physical resurrection? You're not saved if you don't. That's right. And that's what, uh, what I'm talking about this morning. Why the gift? Uh, like we mentioned before, Christmas in large part has become uh, commercialized. And uh, I don't, I'm not aware of anything in the Bible that tells us to observe a day on the 25th of December, uh, and yet, you know, there's nothing wrong with reminding yourself of the greatest gift ever given, and uh, there's nothing wrong with giving gifts that um, remind you of the greatest gift that was given to us, but you can sure lose sight of the most important thing, 
And there's so much talk about the Christmas spirit. And if you'll notice, there was no mention of the North Pole in here today. <laughs> People lose, completely lose sight of what this is about. What, it, what it's about is that you and I and all humanity were lost and could not save ourselves without this gift. Oh, somebody say, thank you for the gift. Thank you for the gift. And uh, the Savior had to be a man, had to be a human being, and had to be a sinless human being to qualify to be our sacrifice. He was the only one who could qualify, and he did. And the Father gave him, and Jesus gave himself. He was born, he lived, he died, he rose again. And the big thing now is who will receive this gift. Because a gift doesn't benefit. The only people a gift benefits are those who receive the gift. You know, the Bible said unless you become converted and become like a little child, you'll in no wise enter into the kingdom of God. Well, in a few days, a lot of these little ones that we saw here, they'll be opening presents. Huh? And I assure you, all of the little ones, you will not have to convince them to receive the gift. You will not. You don't see little ones and you say, here's your gift. And they go, oh, no, I can't. Oh, no. No, I just, I just can't. You have to learn that kind of foolishness as you get older. If it's their gift, and you got to watch it if it's not their gift. They will, they will rip that paper off and be into it just like that. That's part of becoming like a little child. We need to be. We need to do. When the Lord says, I've given you forgiveness of sin, we need to be tearing the paper off of it. Is that right? We need to be receiving it. I've given you peace of mind. I've given you joy. I've given you healing. Come on, are y'all with me? We don't need to say, oh, I'm unworthy. I'm unworthy. I can't. I've messed up in so many ways. You got to get that off of your mind. Got to get that off of your mind. Now, the scripture says, and I want you to notice this. In the book of Luke, there's a question that someone asked Jesus, and he answered Luke 13, 23, that is very significant. Luke 13, 23, one said to him, Lord, are there few that be saved? Uh, in, in listening to these things and listening to people talk about these things, you get the idea that everybody is going to heaven when they die. You, you hear references made no matter who dies, where or how or why, whether they believed or not, whether they were Christian or any other kind of religion, the implication is everybody's going to heaven if there's a heaven. But it's simply not true. There, there is life after death. The Bible plainly states it. And there are two places to go. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. Two places to go. 
You can go, when you die, that's not the end of you. You leave your body. Your spirit slips out of your body like a hand out of a glove. And you don't hang around on the earth and haunt places. No, you don't. No, you don't. Immediately you leave. And you go up or you go down. And Jesus answered this question when they said, Lord, are there few that be saved? He said to them, strive to enter in at the straight gate or narrow gate. For many, I say to you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. Matthew 7 says it like this, Matthew 7, 13. Jesus said, enter into the straight gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and many there be which go in thereat. But because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads to life and few there be that find it. Is everyone going to heaven? They're not. And one of the saddest things is that there will be families that are separated. There will be uh, husbands and wives that will be separated. This, this is a, a, a most sobering thing. And I know people don't like to talk about it. And, and a lot of even pastors don't like to be very plain about these things. I like what Brother Billy Graham said, who's going home to be with the Lord not too long back. He said, so many are so concerned about offending everybody except God. But you know what should happen when you come to church? You should hear the truth. Is that right? You should hear the truth. Not some feel-good story that's half true. You should hear the truth. The truth will do what for you? It'll make you free and you should hear the good news. Right? And the good news is, you know, even though all are lost without him, there had to be the giving of the gift if you will receive the gift. You won't go down when you die. You will go up. And if all your family and your spouse and your friends and your kids receive the gift, you'll never be separated. Hallelujah. Throughout eternity. You will be united, hallelujah, with him and with each other throughout eternity. That is glorious. That's something to shout about. Can you say amen? Uh, Hell is, is a real place and it's awful. And Jesus said it was prepared for the devil and his angels. It wasn't even prepared for human beings. But the problem is, if you don't want God, there's only one other place to go. If you won't receive the gift, if you join in rebellion with God's enemies against him, then you wind up with his enemies. By the grace of God, not us. Come on, can you say that? By the grace of God, not us. Not us. Not us. Uh, Go with me to the book of John, please. The book of John, the 16th chapter. They'll put it on the screen for us. Now, when you begin to talk about some of these, I heard somebody a while back talking about, well, I I don't know if I, you know, how much I believe in 
Christianity. I don't know if anybody can be good enough to be saved. Well, I wish I could have talked to them some about it. Because the answer is you can't be good enough to be saved. If you can be good enough to be saved by being good, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. Come on, can you see that? You wouldn't have required the gift. Being saved is not about being good enough or doing good enough. It's, and um, I had a guy that was working for us one time that was uh, not a believer. And uh, something, something came up that he was doing that people might call a sin. And uh, uh, he was kind of embarrassed about it. And I was on the elevator with him. We were doing something. And, and I, the Lord prompted me. I just looked at him. I said, you know, nobody is in hell for doing that. Or any other sin. Nobody, nobody will go to hell. Nobody will be separated from God. Because of lying. Stealing. Murder. There's only one sin. That will put you there. Are y'all with me, friends? And this is right here what Jesus said. John 16, 8. Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit has come, he'll reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of what sin? Verse 9, of sin because of what? Because they don't, they don't believe on me. All those sins Jesus has paid for. Is that true or not? Every sin he took on himself, he paid the price for. The only sin that would cause you to miss heaven is not believing on Jesus, not receiving this gift. What a tragedy. What the, I mean, what an eternal tragedy for a human being to live down here and refuse this gift and die lost. Jesus said, if you don't believe I'm the one, you'll die in your sins. Well, if you die in your sins, you're not going up. You're going to the place prepared for the enemy and his angels. Oh, but all you got to do. Any believers in this place? All you have to do is acknowledge what the children portrayed to us. Is that right? Ignore, what, what's this about? What's this about? This, these prophecies, these fulfilled scriptures, this star, these angels, this babe in a manger. What is this? What is this? It's not a cute little story. It's not a feel-good thing. Hmm? You understand what I'm talking about? It's no, it has nothing to do with the commercialization it is the greatest gift that has ever been given in the history of mankind. It's the gift that allowed us to go up, not down. It's the gift that allowed us to be saved, to be a part of God's eternal family. And all you have to do is receive this gift. Ephesians 2, notice this, and I think I'm done. Ephesians 2, the Bible said there, there's no salvation in any other name. There's no other way 
to be safe. The, Jesus said, no man comes to the Father except by me. He's not a way. He's not one of many. He is the way, the truth, the life, the light, the only one. In Ephesians 2.8, Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace are you saved. All of God's grace is a gift. Another, another word for grace is gift. Not something you earned, not something you deserved, but something that was freely given. That's why it's appropriate for us to give gifts this time of year. But don't get so caught up in the shopping and the wrapping and this and that that you forget why you're doing it. Right? Why are we doing it? Because God, the Father, gave us the greatest gift that has ever been given. Hallelujah. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. By grace you're saved. Through your faith. And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Oh somebody say it is the gift of God. That's why the Spirit through Paul said thanks be unto God for his inexpressible gift. His gift. Too wonderful to describe. You got to talk in tongues and you still can't describe it. Is that right? His gift. Too wonderful for normal expression. Have you received this gift? Have you? This is, this is very serious. This is very serious. I, I was prompted in my spirit yesterday. There will be husbands and wives who spend eternity in two different places. I mean, it's heartbreaking. And I know people don't like to hear these kind of things, but it's true. You're not saved because you were around Christian people. You're not saved because you even were born and grew up in a Christian home. You're not saved just because you went to church a few times. Have you received the gift. <laughs> the Lord doesn't want people to be separated. He doesn't want husbands and wives to be separated. Children and, and parents to be separated. Friends to be separated. You might say, well, how could he do that? It's not him doing it. It's our choice. It's our choice. He has given us such a free will. He won't force us to receive even though it affects our eternity. How many think this is the perfect time if you haven't received the gift to receive the gift? Stand on your feet, everybody. Praise be to God. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Romans says, you don't have to say who will go up to heaven and, and bring it down or who will go to the depth and bring it up. The word is close to you. It's as near as your heart and your mouth, this word of salvation. What? That if you'll believe in your heart, 
that God has raised up Jesus from the dead. If you'll confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, your Lord, you'll be saved. That indicates that you received the gift. And you need to not be embarrassed about it. You need to be willing to walk the aisle in front of everybody. You need to be willing to be baptized in water in front of everybody. You need to be willing to, to speak up on the job or in the marketplace. I'm a believer because the Lord said, if you're ashamed of me and my word in front of men, I'll be ashamed of you before the angels. But if you'll confess me before men, I'll confess you before the Father. Altar workers, would you come down to the front? I want to pray a prayer with everybody in the house, everybody in Sarasota, everybody watching on uh, the internet. We don't want to be separated in eternity. Do we? Not a one. So don't let this pass you by. Everybody watching online, open your mouth. Say this out loud. Mean it in your heart. Receive the gift. Like a little child. Rip the paper off of this. Is that right? And grab hold of it. And receive Jesus. Hallelujah. Said out loud, Father God, I do believe in you. I believe in your son Jesus. That you sent him. And he came. And he paid the price. And hung on the cross. And died for my sins. I believe you have raised him from the dead. And he's alive right now. King of kings. Lord of lords. Soon to come again. This great gift that you have given all of us. When this baby was born. When the word became flesh. And grew up. And paid the price. I receive. This gift. Jesus. I receive you. And what you've done for me. I confess you. Lord of my life. Thank you. For saving me. I will follow you. All my days. And into the next life. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, lift your hands. Thank the Lord. Give praise to God. Give praise. Give praise. Give praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Hallelujah. Now, if you, uh, if you did that for the first time, demonstrate you're not ashamed. And as we sing, step out from wherever you are and come down to the front here and, and let these folks celebrate with you. Uh, in in uh, Sarasota, the same. If you're watching online, uh, go to the phone. There's a number you can call. Somebody can celebrate with you there. How many think not a one should leave rejecting this gift? Not a one. Why? Why? 
Why would you reject such an amazing gift? Come on, say it out loud. I am a child of God. I am a believer. I have received the heavenly gift. Hallelujah. Go ahead and sing. 